Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies, well, they were swept out of San Francisco. They ended a pretty bad road trip, to be honest. And, well, maybe they need some home cooking. They're back home against the Cubs. How do they right the ship? Well, we'll talk about it on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, you know it. This is indeed Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. You can hear me on the radio here in Philadelphia talking Philadelphia Phillies baseball on 97.5 The Fanatic. You can see me on the television on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Of course, uh, credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member, second year as your host of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you haven't yet, uh, leave a review somewhere. Leave a comment if you're uh, just doing the podcast. If you're jumping in on the YouTube, thank you. It's a great way to consume Locked On Phillies. Hit that subscribe button for me if you haven't already. really helps me out gives you the notifications when new episodes are posted and everything like that. So really appreciate you doing that as well. It's a win-win. takes you two seconds, costs nothing. Just go ahead and click that subscribe button for me. And uh, you'll get all this wonderful content on Locked On Phillies. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more fun content coming up when the team can actually win a game. The Phillies got swept out of San Francisco. We haven't yet talked about the series ending game. So let's get into that and talk about, man, what went wrong in the uh, final game out there in San Francisco, a 7-4 to four loss to Philadelphia Phillies. The offense better, I guess. I said they needed to put up four, maybe six runs. Uh, I did not count on the Philadelphia Phillies getting a terrible pitching performance from Tywon Walker, who did not make it out of the first inning. Two-thirds of an innings pitch, four hits given up, four earned runs, two walks, only one strikeout. It was just, it was bad. Tywon Walker has been bad this year. His ERA is up to 6.53. The guy is getting into Bailey Falter territory, and Bailey Falter was just optioned to AAA Lehigh. Now, Walker's not going to get moved anywhere. He's going to be at the major league level, but he's got to figure it out because this starting pitching is too inconsistent, and it rests largely on his shoulders. He was brought in here to be a four and a high-level four behind Ranger Suarez, Zach Wheeler, and Aaron Nola, and his responsibilities were majorly upped when Ranger Suarez went down with the forearm strain. Listen, you got to step up to the plate. You getting paid a lot of money. You signed a lucrative deal with the Phillies in free agency this year. You were good with the Mets last year. You expected something better when the Phillies signed Tywin Walker. You haven't gotten it yet. And it's troubling that he normally gets worse as the season goes along. Maybe he's reversing that and he'll get better later on in the season. He certainly can't get much worse than how he's pitching right now, and he's not helping the Philadelphia Phillies whatsoever. That's a problem, and the Philadelphia Phillies need starting pitching. It seems like on days that the offense is hitting, uh, the pitching isn't working. They just can't put together a full game right now. But there's glimpses of everything. We're still early. We're only a quarter through the season. There's a ways to go. So don't go, uh, don't go jumping off the bandwagon just yet. They're going to be absolutely fine. They're going to work everything out there. So uh, I firmly believe the Philadelphia Phillies are going to be fine, just in a rough stretch right now. I'm also, promise, I'm done guaranteeing wins because it seems like every time I do that, they lose. But, uh, yes, the story of uh, Wednesday's game in San Francisco starts with Taiwan Walker not getting the job done on the mound. Uh, the bullpen wasn't bad. Matt Strom came in and uh, went ahead and went two into thirds innings, only gave up two hits, no earned runs. He should be your fifth starter. But good work out of the pen and a mop-up roll. Connor Brogdon, a scoreless inning. Uh, Andrew Vasquez, really, really good work. An inning and a third scoreless. Uh, Andrew Bellotti, 
two thirds of an inning scoreless. Saranti Dominguez, an inning scoreless, and then Gregory Soto just collapsed uh, there in the ninth to allow the extending runs and um, three earned runs for him in one inning, five hits. Not good at all. Only one strikeout. Really, between Walker and Soto, that was the reason you lost the game. Uh, I can't put this one on the offense. I got to put it on those two guys, and they got to be better. Soto's had his flashes, but he still hasn't seemed to get totally comfortable. And I point to that as the bullpen not having defined roles. Uh, I, I know Rob Thompson did this last year, and it worked out. He got away with it. But I like defined roles in the bullpen. I like guys knowing ninth inning, this is your ball. Eighth inning, this is your ball. You're our setup guy. Uh, seventh, lefty. Go get him. Seventh, righty, go get him. Fifth inning, mop up. Hey, you're our guy for that. Uh, I like that, and the Phillies have more of a a turnstile approach. Rob Thompson is very variable with how he uses his relievers, and with Jose Alvarado still on the shelf right now uh, with an injury, I mean, he's a little bit hamstrung with that, but still, uh, I'd love to see more defined roles for the relievers. Not that the bullpen's been bad this year. They've actually been pretty darn good for large stretches of the season so far. It's just uh, individual guys uh, have some stuff where they have blow-up innings. Sir Anthony Dominguez hasn't been great. Gregory Soto's hit or miss. Kimbrell's been better, but he'll have a blow-up inning here and there. Uh, part of that, to me, screams that they need more defined roles. But that's a conversation for a day where the starting pitching is a little bit better in the bullpen cost sheet game. Just going through the scoring, uh, Owen Schmidt opened it up in the first uh, with a two-RBI single. Uh, Sable an RBI single in the first to make it three nothing. Brandon Crawford an RBI single to score Schmidt, uh, Schmidt to make it four nothing. And you're down four zero before you even get a chance to swing the bats. Or well, they were the away team, so they swung the bats and went down in the top of the first without uh, making any noise on the scoreboard. Down four nothing before you put a run on the board is bad. Uh, JT Romuto had an RBI double in the top of the fourth to make it 4-2, to two. and then Alec Bohm hit a sacrifice fly, so that fourth inning was lucrative for the Phillies. They made it 3-4, to four. and then in the fifth, Bryson Stott hits a home run that nearly made it to uh, the Cove out there in right field, and uh, that was uh, nice to see. Tie it up at four, you feel good. You're like, okay, Phillies are going to break through. Definitely felt like a very winnable game for the Phillies, but then in the bottom of the eighth, the Gregory Soto inning happened, and uh, Estrada had an RBI single to make it 5-4, to four. and then uh, Wilmer Flores, who kills the Phillies, Michael Conforto and Wilmer Flores just killed the Phillies. They drive me insane. Uh, he had a two RBI single to left field, makes it seven to four. That'd be your final score in the game. So uh, that's how it got done. Frankly, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this team right now. And the biggest thing is the inconsistencies. They just got to put a full game together. I can't attribute that to anything, but just, hey, that's baseball. It sucks, but would you rather be a team with talent where one day you have, seem like you have the best lineup in baseball and one day you seem like you have the best pitcher in baseball and then the next day – Neither of those things work. I mean, I'd rather take an inconsistent but really good team than a consistently bad one. And the Phillies aren't a consistently bad one. They're going to be fine. They're going to be okay. This is very similar to the path they took last year. And while I wouldn't make a habit out of slow starts, we know they can recover from that. So I'm not sleeping on the Philadelphia Phillies yet. It was just a tough loss in San Francisco and a tough finish to the road trip. They lost their last four out there, West Coast. And they don't play well in San Francisco like ever I don't know why they have those weird places. They don't play well in Texas. They don't play well in San Francisco for whatever reason. Those aren't that good of teams. The Rangers are much improved this year, but the Giants are not that good of a team. And the Philadelphia Phillies now find themselves three games below 500 at 20 and 23. They got to figure something out against the Cubs here and make some hay while they're at home before they head into the division. You got two more series before you see the Braves. You got the Cubs for three, the Diamondbacks for three, 
And then it's divisional time. So the Phillies have to work something out now. So they're not slumping when they hit that NL East stretch, but the Phillies will take on the Cubs. That game is tonight at 7.05 PM. The first game of that series. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown broadcast on the series XM app, go to the SXM app and just search Phillies. And you'll be able to pull that up coming up. We're going to preview a little bit of that game, game one of the series. We'll talk a little bit about the series in general. And then later on in the episode, we're going to get into uh, looking at how the Phillies can get hot in this stretch before the NL East, like we've been talking about. So we'll get into all of that as we continue today's episode of Lock On Phillies. Oh, I got to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors we have. I love all of our sponsors, but these guys, they're right up my alley, okay? I got to tell you about Bird Dogs. They can do everything for you. Bird Dogs can, listen, you walk down the street with bird dogs on. If you have a girlfriend, a hotter girl is going to come up to you and ask if you want a second girlfriend. Uh, if you buy a lottery ticket, you're going to win every scratch off you get. If you go ahead and, uh, I don't know, you're going out to the bar, your first drink, the bartender will probably buy it for you. And he's going to look over and say, hey, nice shorts. Bird dogs? And you're going to say, darn right they are. Bird dogs are amazing. Let me tell you about them. They're stretchy fabric. It makes your legs look great. It feels great. It's such a comfortable feel. You know, sometimes you wear those shorts where it's just like they have the compression built in and they feel too tight and they're constricting and all the stuff that shouldn't be squeezed is squeezed in the wrong way. Not bird dogs. Very breathable, very comfortable, very versatile. You can wear them for, I had a men's league basketball game last night that I wore my bird dogs for, or you could wear them on a beach. You can wear them out to, to the bar. You can wear them out at night. You can wear them to work if you're at a more relaxed office. You can wear them lounging around the house. I mean, you can wear them for everything. They're absolutely great. Some of the great of our generation, Burt Kreischer uh, wears bird dogs. Dave Portnoy uh, wears bird dogs. I mean, all those guys that you see that are all around social media and TV and everything, you're like, how do I look like that guy? It's easy. You don't need all these, uh, the haircut. You don't need to work out. No. You just need a nice pair of bird dogs. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, so go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler. You need something to sip your drink out of. Uh, you get that with every order. When you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and you enter the promo code locked on MLB. Trust me, you're never going to look better than what you do in bird dogs. Check them out. Get yourself a pair or two. All right, let's go ahead and preview tonight's matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, the Phillies and Cubs will face off at 7.05 p.m. first pitch. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and it'll pull that up for you. Great way to listen to the game. So it's Friday. You might be out and about. Nice weather here in Philly. If you want to go ahead and listen outside on the porch, go ahead and do that. It's an easy way. If you can't watch it on the television, check it out on the SiriusXM app. And tonight, oh, we've got a close one according to the ESPN analytics. The Phillies a 50.1% chance to win which leaves the Cubs, of course, a 49.9% chance to win. Ranger Suarez will take the mound, and he's got an opportunity to work back into the fold, coming off of that forearm strain. He's still getting stretched out. We'll see how long he goes. He's 0-0 zero zero on the season with a 6.75 ERA and a 2 whip, but, I mean, only four innings pitched. This is his second start of the year. So we'll see if he can build on what he did last start for the Philadelphia Phillies, and he'll face off against Marcus Stroman. We know Stroman from his time in New York with the Mets, previously with the Blue Jays. Well, now he's found his way to Chicago and the north side, and uh, you're looking at a 2-4 and four record for Stroman, a 3-2-4 ERA, respectable, 1-1-8 whip, also respectable, and 50 innings pitched. Stroman's still a good pitcher. He's done well against the Phillies in the past. He's a tough guy to, uh, to face. Righty, though, 
I'll say it again. Righties easier for this lineup to face because they have some lefties that hit significantly better against right-handed pitching. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to beat Stroman tonight. And that's kind of the tail of the tape for me. If I'm looking at a matchup in this game, it's not really the offense because I think it's very clear when you look at the leaders uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, the batting leaders that the Phillies have the better offense compared to the Chicago Cubs were 19 and 24, five games below 500. Not that that's a huge difference. I mean, the Phillies are three games below 500, but uh, the lineup's clearly better for the Philadelphia Phillies. The thing is, you're getting Marcus Stroman, who's had a solid start to the year, against the guy in Ranger Soros who's making his second start of the year. Can Ranger go deep? I know they had an off day uh, on Thursday. The Phillies did, so the bullpen should be a little rested, but they had to labor in that series against the Giants. I mean, you had two starts where you had guys that were not really able to get through an inning in Bailey Falter and uh, and why he just pitched on Wednesday. Why is my mind? Taiwan Walker. I was just talking about him. Had a little brain fart there. It happens. Uh, but yeah, you had a taxing series for the bullpen. Long road trip. Come back. Get that day off. Hopefully Suarez can give you. I'd be comfortable with five innings of two earned uh, ball. Like five innings, couple of hits, two earned runs. Get him out of there. That'd be perfect for me. That'd be great considering what Ranger Suarez is working back from and everything. So that's my goal for this game. That's my X factor is like, how does that pitching matchup work? If Stroman goes seven and Suarez goes three or four trying to work stuff out. You're at a major disadvantage. The Phillies probably lose that game. So focus on the start from Ranger Suarez. And it's not even so much the result, right? How does he look? How does the velocity look? How does the movement look? What is the command like? How is Ranger Suarez working his way back? Because he's a very important part of this rotation, especially if Taiwan Walker is going to stink. And Taiwan Walker has stunk lately. Do I think Taiwan Walker is a bad pitcher? No. Do I think he's pitching poorly right now? Absolutely. You don't have two eyes and don't know baseball if you don't think Taiwan Walker's pitching poorly. And he's probably upset with his performance. I don't know how he couldn't be. So I'm not knocking the player. I'm knocking the performance at this given time. But if he's not going to step up right now, Suarez has to. And uh, this is a good opportunity for him to do so. Now let's talk about the people who are the batting leaders for these two sides. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's up to 10 home runs. Great for him. That's solid. We're good with that. He's uh, he's pacing out pretty well. He's looking like he's on pace for around 40 again, especially if he heats up in June. So nice to see from Schwarber to get that power back. The average thinks he's batting 175, but still 10 home runs. He's here to do a certain job. We know that. Uh, Patrick Wisdom is leading the Cubs. He's got 12 home runs. A little pop out of Wisdom who showed it when he first got called up. And uh, yeah, he's still a power hitter, batting 238, a little bit better than Schwarber. He's a guy to be careful of in the lineup. Batting average-wise, Ian Happ is hitting over 300 for the Cubs. He's batting 303. JT Romuto batting 304, just continues his hot streak. So JT's been going well. That's a good thing for the Phillies that he's starting to figure it out. So we knew he was. JT always does. Back of the baseball card tells you that JT Romuto will be the best catcher in baseball year in and year out. So he's continuing to do that. But pretty uh, comparable there when you look at the average leaders. As far as RBIs, though, Alec Bohm with 32 RBIs is awesome to see. Patrick Wisdom. 23 RBIs. Uh, so clearly the Phillies, That what I always look at is the RBI leaders. And if your RBI leader is significantly above the other team's RBI leader, that to me says you have the better overall offense. So uh, hopefully Bohm continues to pour in some RBIs, have some big at-bats for the Phillies. He's been one of the more clutch performers for the Philadelphia Phillies. Him and Nick Castellanos have really been the guys that I look at and say, 
when you need a big hit, they come through. Uh, Bryson Stott, I'll give that to Stott, too. Hit a game-tying home run on Wednesday. Uh, he's been big in basically every spot, though. So Stott, had a good year. Those are the guys that have come through in the clutch. I'd love those names to be Real Muto and Harper and Schwarber, but to this point, hasn't really been that for those guys. JT's been good. Not the most clutch at bat so far from him this year, though. So we'll see if he can work that out. But I see the Phillies as a clearly better team, not just in this game, but in this series. I mean, the Phillies are 20 and 23 overall. But here's the discrepancy, right? They're 11 and 7 at home. They're much better at home than they are on the road. They're going to have to figure out how to win road baseball games. Uh, but the Cubs are 8 and 13 away. This is clear advantage, Phillies. Uh, the weather looks nice for this weekend. We're starting to get into hitting season. The Phillies also 10 and 16 as a favorite this year, though, and they're a favorite in tonight's game. Uh, the Cubs are 11 and 7 as an underdog. So, a bit of those situations where the Cubs play up to their competition and maybe the Phillies play down to their competition a little bit. And we've seen that from this organization in past years. Uh, let's just go through the team stats. Phillies are batting 261 on the year, Cubs 266. The, uh, the run scored, Cubs have scored 206, the Phillies 183. Uh, Cubs 10 more hits. Cubs, nine more home runs. You look at all this and you say, wow, the numbers for the Cubs look better. Okay, yeah, you can say that. But look at some of the names on the Chicago Cubs roster. I'm just going to go ahead and run through some of the folks who are leading. I mean, they got Dansby Swanson now. We'll get to see our old friend from Atlanta uh, and see how that goes. First time Dansby's been back since the Phillies eliminated his Atlanta Braves uh, last year in the playoffs. Cody Bellinger, he's not the MVP candidate he used to be, but he's there. Uh, Trey Mancini, former Baltimore Orioles there. Uh, you got Patrick Wisdom, who we talked about. Seiya Suzuki, of course, coming over from Japan. Uh, he's a guy who's been swinging it well this year. They got Eric Hosmer, formerly of the Padres. They got a lot of cast-offs from other teams. Ian Happ, you got there, who we talked about a little bit. I mean, yeah, a lot of names of guys that you say, okay, solid Major League Baseball players, but they don't really have the star power that the Philadelphia Phillies have put together. They're just not as complete of a roster. The Phillies have to beat teams like this. And if you're going to be a over 500 team, well, <laughs> that, that's what the recipe calls for. So uh, big one tonight for the Phillies to get right. Hopefully they do. I'm not making any more predictions, but yes, uh, the Phillies are favored. Hopefully they win tonight's game. We're talking about a win on tomorrow's episode, but that's the matchup. Those are the X factors. That's what the Phillies are up against. And a quick look at the Cubs. As we uh, wrap up, I'm going to talk a little bit about just the setup of the next two series as you get ramped up for the NL East and a couple big series against the Braves and the Mets to round out the month. We'll talk about that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Oh, and let me tell you about So Rare, one of our newest sponsors here at Locked on. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners. Don't you want to be an owner? Of course. You get officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You hang on to those cards, collecting, buying, selling them if you want to, and competing with those player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, opening up more powerful cards, higher level competitions, better rewards, all that stuff. It's awesome, the So Rare app. So much cool stuff you can win. Let me tell you about it. I'm sure you want to know what the prizes are. Listen to some of these prizes. So Rare scarcity cards. You can make your team better. Game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars, and So Rare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly. 
three to four day cycle is what they span. And at the end of the game weeks, you can see if you're at the top or near the top of your competition, you can go ahead and win some rewards and advance to tougher competitions. So you got multiple chances to win in a week. So good. Uh, what are, what more are you waiting for? Go ahead and uh, check out. So, well, wait till the episode's over. Listen to the rest of the episode. I still got good stuff. And as soon as it's done, your first thing, go over to so rare and go ahead and check them out. Head to so rare.com slash locked on. And that's spelled S O like, so rare R A R E. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the information down there in the lower third, but S O R A R E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Okay, let's look at this stretch here. I'm going to just give you expectations for the stretch that the Phillies have. They've got the Cubs for three, and then they get the Diamondbacks for three, both these series here in Philadelphia. Uh, so I know we've got Suarez tonight on the mound against Stroman. Uh, then Nola goes. Uh, and then after Nola, you have, of course, uh, Undecided is what's listed for the Philadelphia Phillies because it would have been a Bailey Falter spot, but they're not going to start Bailey Falter. So you got to figure out what you're doing there. It could be Matt Strom. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, maybe they'll go bullpen game. That would kind of bother me, but whatever. You should win the first two games of the series, so you're not depending on that to win a series against the Cubs. Uh, then you go to Arizona, you see the Diamondbacks. Wheeler throws game one against Arizona. Good start there. Uh, he will go ahead and face off against Henry. The issue with the Diamondbacks, and I don't know this. I'm figuring this out as we go. Taiwan Walker is slated to make the second start. And in the third, yeah, I was afraid of that. Third uh, game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, you see Zach Allen. Uh, my old pal from Tri-State Arsenal, uh, Bishop Eustace here in uh, – well, not here because I'm in Philly now, but uh, Philly area over in Jersey because I'm a Jersey guy. I played with him growing up. Gallon's unbelievable. To see him turn into the pitcher that he is now, uh, the AL favorite for Cy Young right now, he's stupendous. You're probably not going to win that game. You might. You might steal one. I'm not heading into that game saying, oh, lie down and take the loss, but – it's a tough spot, especially the Ranger Suarez only making his third start of the year by that point. Maybe tonight he'll give us something to, to look forward to and say, okay, well, that was a start you can build on. But the key here is win the first two against Arizona, win the first two against Chicago. Hot starts in the series are how you're going to build momentum. Maybe the Phils can run off a stretch. I mean, they're streaky. They'll like win six and then lose five and then win four and then lose four. Like they don't just win, lose, win, lose, win two, lose one, win two, lose one. No, they're a streaky team right now. And once they find consistency, they'll be better. But they need to now because coming up after that, it's three against the Braves, and that's down in Atlanta. And then you head to the, or sorry, four against the Braves down in Atlanta. And then you head to New York to take on the Mets. Uh, it's a tough stretch. So they got to be firing on all cylinders by that point. And the way you do it, win a couple of baseball games against opponents like the, well, the Diamondbacks are good this year because Zach Gallon's been unbelievable and the Cubs are all right. But win games against the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, build that momentum, go ahead and take care of business. Hopefully we're talking about a win tomorrow, but that's all for today's Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking in. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let me remind you one more time tonight, Cubs Phillies, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll get that all squared away. Check that out. And uh, if you haven't yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Subscribe to Locked on Phillies on YouTube. It's a great way to consume it. I really appreciate it. If you do cost you nothing, it definitely improves your listening or viewing experience and uh, it helps me out significantly. So uh, thank you so much for checking in on Locked on Phillies. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.